0: Yeah righty. How are we doing now, George? We good? You got me over there? You got me, Brandon? All right. We we get sound issues here at the Blaze. Blaze is broke. You know why they're broke? They don't have any money. You know why they don't have any money? Because you're not subscribing. You're watching it for free. You're on YouTube and Rumble instead of watching it. You know, you say you support independent broadcasters, but you don't. You don't. You can go to blazetv.com. Slash Chad, use promo code Chad and you save on an annual subscription. I saw a little peeky peeky right there the ChadOnBlaze.com thing. That's if you want to go shopping, buy some cool t shirts. Uh, things like um, I went to the White House and all I got was this crummy t shirt and a bag of Coke. <laughs> Still my favorite. Oh, this is my favorite. Uh, what have I got coming up? All right. La Jolla this weekend, if you're scared to, to venture down into Southern California to hang out with me, I understand. I understand. Going to be there Friday, Saturday, Sunday night at the Comedy Store. Jesse Payton will be with me. It'll be a good time. Uh, but coming up, I'm excited about some stuff. I'll be in Nashville for the last two weeks of, uh, of August. We will be taping from the Blaze studio there. So who knows what kind of technical difficulties we can get into from there, fellas. Uh, trying to Skype that craziness in, uh, but let's be sure to talk about some of the details we got to get into on that, on how we're going to do all that. Um, but I'll be in Waxahachie, Texas on the 9th of September. I'd love to invite you to that show, but I can't. It's been sold out for a month, a month. I tell you that's, that's, I love it when shows are sold out early and you don't have to worry about them. So, uh, then talking about Jesse Payton, he and I are going to be in Kansas city in September for four nights. Kansas City, uh, 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th at the uh, Kansas City Comedy Club. Get your tickets now. Go to chadpratherlive.com. You go to watchchad.com. It's where all the fun stuff is. And then uh, over in West Fort Worth, we do a pretty cool thing, uh, or they do a pretty cool thing over at the uh, Railhead Barbecue. They got an outdoor deal um, where they have a uh, every Tuesday night they got live music. My buddy Randy Brown hosts that thing and always has some Texas musicians in. So we're going to be there that Tuesday night at Railhead Over in uh, Willow Park, Texas, that's almost uh, like it's right between Fort Worth and Weatherford if you're driving out I-20. So you'll see it. And then, of course, I'm headed to Mills, Wyoming, Leeds, South Dakota, going back to Granbury, going to be in Texarkana, going to be in Abilene, uh, Birmingham, Alabama in October, back at the Stardome. There's tons of stuff coming up, Terrell, Texas, Cleveland, Texas, man, Tulsa. Forgot I'm going to be at the Looney Bin in Tulsa. That's going to be uh, in November. Back in Shawnee, Oklahoma. Marble Falls on the 18th of November. Gosh, I forget about all these places. I'm excited about it. Going to be uh, Little Rock at the Looney Bin in December. And then St. Cloud, Florida over there with you bunch of rednecks in Florida. That ought to be a fun one over there. Uh, That's in December. So it's it's a full year. I have a lot of people, Brandon, they always say, man, you're busier than ever. I'm like, no, I'm really not. I'm good at making it look busy. Um, I, my schedule is a lot easier these days than what it, what it used to be. I used to be, Party Foul Steve and I were always on the plane, you know, five cities in a week. It was crazy. Uh, so our travel now is a whole lot easier. But I still have people in the live chat who want to know what happened to Party Foul Steve and Hot News Natalie and all that. It's like you guys really haven't been keeping up at all. At all. But of course, then again, there's people on social media who get shocked if I mention divorce. And that's that's a few years old, people Um, that that right there ought to tell you how real social media censorship is. The fact that I've been divorced going on, you know, whatever, two and a half years, almost three years. And nobody wants to uh, nobody knows it or a lot of people who truly pay attention, but there's a lot of people out there who don't know it. And it's like, used to be I could make a quick video sitting in the cab of my truck, 30 million people would watch it, boom, there it was, and uh, everybody was abreast of whatever I was thinking in my mind on that, any, any particular given day. These days, ah, you're doing good to get 20,000 people to view it. Dude, it's insane how the game has changed. And how many people out there don't even know we have this podcast? I came to a revelation, Brandon, huh? came to a revelation this past week this is a podcast yeah it's a podcast it is you know we shoot it for television and a lot of people are like so what is it is it a tv show or is it a podcast this is a podcast yeah and i'm proud to call it a podcast it is what it is um yes we're on every day of the week um and i get sick of my own voice but this is a podcast and i'm proud of it It's done well, and I'm glad you're a part of it. And if you would do me the wonderful favor of going where podcasts are offered and leaving a rating and a review, five-star rating, and uh, leave us a good positive review, that'd be fantastic. It helps us in the rankings. And uh, who knows? I'm listing off my schedule. At some point in time, I have to do some contract negotiations with the Blaze, and I hope next year I'm still with you. We'll see. I texted uh, the president of the network a couple of weeks ago, and I said, do I still have a show here next year? And he goes, absolutely. And I was like, I can read the sarcasm. I can read the sarcasm. What I want to do, though, is if you give a full shot of the studio here, what I want to do, they ask about redesigning the studio. And you see our, our Fort Worth backdrop back here. That's a picture that, of an actual Fort Worth deal you know uh street right there i think that's third street right there at third and commerce and uh uh i think we ought to just do like a barren wasteland like somebody dropped the bomb just the the post
1: of like uh hiroshima
0: just just post-apocalyptic you know people's just their images just burned into the shadows on the wall
1: just the the little the little the spot they leave after they get yes. wiped
0: away by the nuclear blast just the whole thing because that's <laughs> that's where we're headed that's where we're headed i mean that's where the whole deal is going and um i don't know i don't know i, I but you know blaze has been so good to me we're, we're going on five years i'm getting introspective on this show five years in of doing this show um i started podcasting with my buddy Heath, Heath Oaks. we did a show called uh second shot and that was independently done. We did 52 episodes, 52 weeks of that. And then I started the Chad Prather show. I was with Podcast One. I was with them for about a year. And then I came over. So I don't know where we are in episodes at this point in time. I think this one will be 847 or 848. 847. Yeah. You would think we would have done 1,000 at this point. But time drags on.
1: Well, if you count the overtimes, yeah, we're just about there.
0: Yeah, but we can't count those. No. We got to do the episode numbers and uh I I we've got to do something for the 1000th episode. Oh, we're going to blow it out if they don't fire me. <laughs> I want chicks and guns and fire trucks. Yeah. I want, you know,
1: <laughs> I'd like to have a show last more than 6 months too, so I'm hoping that also.
0: Yeah. 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 your track record's been interesting. Yeah,
1: I don't need to go over two. No,
0: no. You you'll be okay. You'll be all right. I, I think we've got some longevity. I, I think this show's got legs, I tell you. It's got legs. We're gonna sit here and, and bitch. Listen, guys, I wanna I wanna tell you something. Here here's what we'll get to. You know, we could we could talk about um uh the things I've done. I, listen, I've got about nine different businesses that I run. I'm in the entertainment business, okay? Whether it's social media, live on the stage, doing this kind of thing, doing the the record deals and the music and the comedy with based records, uh, writing songs, putting stuff out there. I get to live a dream. I, I really do. I, I want to encourage you guys to To live your dream. And what I mean by that is I want you to see beyond the boundaries of your life because everybody out there, when I start talking to them about um, how to chase your dreams, it's without fail, without fail, people will always tell me the reasons why they can't accomplish them. I'm working on a book. I want to put this book out there. I've got a book already written that I need to put out there, but I'm going to put that on the back burner because I'm I want to work on an I'm working on a new book called The Spirit of Poverty, The Spirit of Poverty, and and the, and the premise is, um, uh, I can't talk you out of it. I can't talk you out of being broke. I can't talk you out of being unsuccessful, but you sure as hell can talk yourself into it. You can talk yourself into poverty. You can talk yourself into failure. You can talk yourself into rejection. You can talk yourself into being fat. You can talk yourself into being ugly. It's amazing to me how powerful negative forces are. And one of the most negative things that we have is what comes out of our mouth. When you are constantly putting negative stuff out into the world, the universe, the cosmos, whatever, the rhythm of life, you constantly looking, gravitating to, towards the negative, you will talk yourself into it. So I'm working on this thing that's like, that, that basically says, you know, hey, if you want to be unsuccessful, I can't talk you out of that. If you want to be broke, I can't talk you out of that. Now, it, it, I, I can help you. I have people who come to me all the time. They want some coaching or some advice or something like that, because I have been reasonably successful in business in particularly the entertainment business, but, but in other avenues as well. And most of that comes from just knowing human nature. I know how people are going to respond to things. I know how people are going to react. When I got on Facebook in 2007, it immediately was a sociological project for me. I wanted to see what triggered people. I wanted to see what made them laugh. I wanted to see what made them think and, and speak out. I wanted to see what made them spend their money what what you know upset them what got them talking what their point and and for me social media has never been anything more than a sociological experiment to watch how people react to things and if you watch that you'll learn and one of the biggest things that I've learned is how people gravitate towards the negative if you I, I, do this experiment do this experiment I did it just this week I posted a picture Monday morning of me in the gym with my shirt off and I said hey I've been through a lot of stuff. The quietest place, what I have found, Brandon, the quietest place to do some good thinking is a hotel gym. Oh, yeah. Nobody goes. Yep. There's, I mean, the hotel will be sold out. Nobody's in the gym. <laughs> it's amazing to me. Nobody goes to the hotel gym because they don't, they don't want to better themselves. They don't want to get in all that. Nope. You know? They they just want to be like oh and I though and I love how you know the people at the front desk when you're checking in they always tell you where the fitness center is and I'm like how often are you just wasting your breath these people aren't gonna go <laughs> I go and I, it's a great quiet place to go so I posted a picture of of some progress I've I've lost some weight put on a little more muscle. You know, it's always a progress. And I said, hey, the quietest place in the hotel is the gym. It's a great place to do some thinking. It's a great place to come up with excuses. I said, I've got excuses. 50 years old, divorced, uh, twice, actually. Um, You know, you wonder what the kids are doing. I've had gout. I've had arthritis. I've had multiple abdominal surgeries. I've had multiple arm surgeries. I've still got a dislocated shoulder that I'll have for the rest of my life. Um, unless they do surgery on that and put it back together. And at my age, they're just simply not going to do that. Um, I could list all these various things. I, I've struggled with weight. I live on the road. I don't have a home life to speak of cause I'm never home. You know, I'm always, I've got bad food that is thrust in front of me. And I was like, so I could sit here in the gym and I could keep coming up with excuses or I can work out and try to make myself better. And that's the thing most people want to do everything they can to talk themselves out of it because they focus so much on the negative excuses well i put that picture out there and people were like chad are you struggling with these things are, are you having a dark night of the soul i mean and i was like no i'm telling you i've overcome these things i daily overcome these things because i'm not going to let myself talk myself into failure I'm not going to do it but the amount of hate that comes your way just by posting a picture of yourself with no shirt on. They're like, this narcissist, I used to like him. I don't like him anymore. He's so full of himself. And it's like, no, no, I'm just proving the point that you actually hate yourself so much that you can't stand to see anybody else that really is comfortable in their own skin. And I'm happy to be transparent and vulnerable and share with you my scars and battles, battle, stories. I'll share all that stuff with you. I'll talk about my failures. That's why people are like, oh, if you knew the real Chad Brather, you wouldn't like him. Well, there's a good chance that you wouldn't. I, I, I don't know, but I'm not going to live my life worried about that because I've done a lot of crazy stuff, a lot of stuff that you wouldn't approve of. But the funny thing is, I've never lived trying to gain your approval. What I'm trying to do is, is, is live my life approving of myself, approved by God, and the and one I'll give an account to one day. And so I just tell people, I was like, listen, you want to be successful? You better learn how to get comfortable in your own skin. You better learn how to dream and get a vision to see beyond your boundaries, and you need to learn to stop talking yourself out of it. Stop talking yourself out of it. I'm not done talking about this. I want to talk about it some more. All right, right now the world's changing in a lot of uncomfortable ways. You see what happened in Hawaii. You got natural disasters. You got political and economic disasters. You got to be prepared for anything to happen at a moment's notice. Listen, you're not going to get a warning. Uh, It's not a movie. The rock isn't coming to save you. That's why the smartest thing you can do is invest in emergency food from uh, My Patriot Supply. Go to preparewithchad.com. They are offering an extremely deep discount on their popular three month emergency food kit 25% savings. That's the biggest discount they offer, and it doesn't come around every day. So don't pass it up. I want you to act now. Grab your 25% discount on each of the three-month kits that you need and and get one for every person in your family. You're not going to regret it. Go to preparewithchad.com. You'll save 25% today. No promo code. Just go to the site, preparewithchad.com. Order it. We'll be right back. Uh, just, Just to encourage you. Because you, you get enough negative stuff thrown your way. I, I get that you want to be negative yourself, but you get a lot of negative stuff thrown your way. Um, can, can we play a couple of these um, Maui clips? Because my heart is broken over this deal, and the more we find out, the worse it gets. These, these are some clips from earlier in the week. Play clip number five, please
2: speak to the issue of ongoing communications? In the earliest crisis, that was a problem, and people getting information, whether it was the warning systems or any of that, but with towers down and uh, difficulty, how much is the inability to communicate with the citizens, with each other, still an ongoing part of what you're dealing with, and what can be done to augment uh, communication capabilities? No, I can not speak to the initial communications in the warning. Uh, what we are really focused on right now is making sure that we do have continuous communication to help people understand what resources are available, what the next steps in the process are going to be, and where they can go to get more information.
0: Don't you love the political double speak? I can't speak to the communication failure, but we want to make sure the communication continues.
1: Yeah, like what's, what, isn't that literally your job? Like what is the point of these people?
0: Yeah, I you mean, know? you can't speak to it. That's literally yeah. what you do. Yeah, I'm mean,
1: going to have a press conference to tell you I have nothing to say.
0: Yeah, you're Federal Emergency Management Association. You, you, you are literally, that's why you get paid a salary. Yeah, it's the one time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, this is your moment to shine, to share some answers with the American people. And you say, I can't speak to that. Why the hell are we having a press conference? You're exactly right, Brandon. Why are we doing this right now? Why are we sitting here? She asked you a question. What can be done? There was a failure. Now, what can be done? Well, I can't speak to that, but we want to make sure the communication stays up.
1: Not even a, we're investigating, just, eh, I don't know, but nah, we'll nah, figure nah. it out. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah.
0: I mean, it was a fire. I, was
1: shit. Yeah. Yeah, and they wonder why people are like, are you sure it was just a random fire? Because you don't even know why we couldn't communicate there was a fire. Yeah. So...
0: uh and and you know what we listen to that stuff it goes in one ear out the other we don't even pay it we don't hold these people accountable like okay you don't have an answer then you shouldn't have a job That's simple you've there's a failure and the buck's got to stop somewhere um play clip number six does he want to travel there eventually to survey the damage and meet survivors?
2: So obviously I don't have anything to announce at this time. Look, we're going to continue to have conversations with the administrator, certainly the governor in, in Hawaii, on uh, what the opportunities might be, what that may look like uh, for a trip. But right now we just don't have anything to share.
0: She's She fascinates me, how she just always seems so exhausted to get to the question. Like like she just ran there to answer it. You know, oh, listen, listen uh, you know, uh, there's no plans right now. Just I, I don't think that uh, that's going to happen. Uh, but you know, we'll we'll just you know we'll just keep you abreast of of what. Uh, no, Joe Biden's not going to Maui. And again, I don't think he needs to jump right on the plane and go. I said that earlier this week. I don't think that he needs to do that because that becomes a mess. Let's let these people clean up their lives and and clean up the tragedy and and see what all's going on. And let's go from there. Now, does that mean he doesn't? He just needs to walk around issuing a no comment to the press all the time? I mean. ah anyway this guy he's he is a bubble and there's nothing inside um play clip number
2: seven on hawaii um how does the white house respond to critics who have suggested that the president should not have been vacationing at the beach over the weekend as the maui crisis became the worst wildfire in a century so a couple of things and i've said this multiple times um the president is uh, certainly deeply concerned about uh, about the people in Maui uh, to the to the point where he has mobilized a whole of government approach here, uh, as he he has done many times to deal with these wildfires in Hawaii. Uh, from the beginning, we you've heard directly from the administrator from day one. FEMA has been on the ground dealing with this. There's more than 300 personnel, FEMA personnel. We've talked about uh, the 50,000 meals. We've talked about the 75,000 liters of water, uh, the thousands of cots uh, that are out there and blankets. And this is there is more than a dozen uh, a dozen federal agencies. Agencies who are who are dealing with this issue right now that uh, uh, that we're currently seeing in Maui. And it is a devastating sight.
0: Yeah, that's always scary. I'm from the government. I'm here to help. I mean, there's tons of bureaucrats out there. There's there's, there's federal agencies. There's all kinds of stuff. Oh, and we sent them cots, blankets and cots and seven hundred dollars. Um, but Joe Biden's on vacation. The question is, does Joe Biden? The, the, the question, if you missed it, 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 it again, she was so out of breath to be able to answer because oh her job is so damn hard she has to answer questions uh from the press is uh is it not a problem here that joe biden's still on vacation that he's consistently going on vacation while this is a national tragedy that is happening in hawaii uh well you know we sent him cots and some water
1: yeah why why is the president allowed to go on vacation <laughs> like it's only it's only four years right like shouldn't shouldn't the president not have time to go One would on think vacation he should kind
0: of be you know all hands on deck
1: i've always found it odd that like you're the president I feel like you don't get vacations in that position.
0: I I tend to agree with you on that. Um, You know, I understand if you want to take a couple of days, go out to Camp David or something like that and just kind of relax and, and get out of the public eye and still do business. But, you know, Joe's not sitting. And again, even if you're playing golf, I don't care if you're Donald Trump or Barack Obama, who they spend a lot of time on the golf course, at least on the golf course, you can talk about some things. You, you could still talk about some policy you could talk about some business uh did they i don't know i have to assume they probably did i just don't think joe's out there snoozing on rehoboth beach i mean we've seen the images of him out there in the in the uh, recliner in his little uh lawn chair out there reclining snoozing under his tent not a lot of stuff's being handled in regards to that but no i agree you you got four years dude you got four years. I, I know you need a little respite from the public eye every now and then, but this guy lives on vacation. The American people have been played, y'all. So I, I understand I understand why we gravitate to, back to what I was saying earlier, we gravitate towards so much negative stuff because we're being fed negative stuff all the time. And and you know, you got a country that's going to hell in a handbasket. You got a president and his administration, they're you know, everybody in there is a diversity hire of some kind. Nobody's qualified to run this country anymore. And I don't think they have the best interest for the American people at heart. So what do we do? We sit there at each other's throats and try to find negative things about each other. Oh, boy, we're we're a, <coughs> we're a real special breed. I tell you a real special breed. Huh, but here we are. Here we are. Like they should put like a little uh, uh, um, an ankle monitor, a tracker on Joe Biden. So, so you could just see how slow he moves. You know what I mean? Just like, oh, Joe's on the move again.
1: Like the uh, like the the map in Harry Potter, where you can just like follow him around yeah. the White House as he wanders around to various offices he's not supposed to be
0: in. Yeah, what's Joe? Why why is Joe in that room? What's, I mean, like seriously, <laughs> I wonder. It is, um, you know, it's at the time of this taping, it's two o'clock in the afternoon Central. I, I want to know what Joe is up to. It's probably three o'clock in Washington, D.C. Probably
1: wandering to the daycare.
0: Yeah. I want to know what Joe is up to. He's probably on his second nap. Probably starting to, ha- <laughs> he's starting, he's going to have his dinner, the blue plate special, you know, start winding things down a little bit and head off to, head off into the evening time to have him a little ice cream and a nightcap and then he's off to bed. He ain't shagging Jill. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Jill, Jill's not getting a thrill. I can assure you, assure you of that unless she's stupid hunter or somebody true, i mean hunter she, seems to sling it around everybody in the family she could
1: have she could have a boy toy I, well that wouldn't shock me nah it wouldn't shock me she's probably dug him off <laughs> she's probably with the first husband i mean he does he does seem like the the cuckolding type you think you think kamala loans him out probably yeah
0: I think, I think he's probably a good solid cook himself.
1: I mean, look, Kamala knows that she's, she's taken one for the team to get to further oh. her career. Why wouldn't her husband?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You go in there and you give Jill a thrill, Doug. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, who knows? Who knows? Ah, uh, to worry about Jill's sex life. <laughs> but then again, you talk about an unsexy woman. I mean, she's wearing a bedspread. <laughs> every one of her dresses it looks like somebody's summer curtains i remember that one yeah from, from 1950 you know uh but um yeah you know what you got to do you got to keep making fun of it folks you got to keep mocking it all right hey listen uh you've heard me talk about liver health formula it's a pretty cool supplement and uh i uh they've already sold they've sold like two million bottles so if you've been taking it thanks for doing that uh it's extremely popular and a lot of people wonder why well the american liver foundation says that 100 million americans have a fatty liver i'm gonna brag on my brother my brother uh tommy he's um he's uh, got a masonry business meacham masonry there in augusta georgia and uh they said man you got some liver issues you got to get it dealt with Tommy's lost 100 pounds now. He was he was retaining so much fluid, his liver was, was really messed up. And so um, they were able to get all that alleviated, get it all taken care of. He started taking this liver health formula, and he loves it. His doctor loves that he's on it. So there's a lot of people out there dealing with this, and they're searching for help. And uh, we throw stuff at our livers. And I'm the world's worst about it. You know, cholesterol, alcohol, toxins, Tylenol, statins, cigarettes. I don't smoke cigarettes, but I do smoke cigars every now and then. Listen, our liver is dealing with a ton of stuff. So it's no wonder we have a sluggish, fatty liver. We gain weight. You feel tired all the time. And so your liver has helped you perform over 500 key functions every day to keep you healthy. Your liver does that for you. Now it's time to help your liver. Liver Health Formula, all natural supplement, contains 12 clinically proven botanicals that help recharge and protect your liver. And the listeners of our show, Gay, can take advantage of a special offer. You try Liver Health Formula, and they'll give you a free bottle of omega-3 to keep your heart healthy as well. So join their happy customer list by visiting getliverhelp.com/chad, and you'll also get the free bonus gift. That's getliverhelp.com/chad. We'll be right back. Mercy, mercy, mercy. I put a video out earlier this week and said, you know, you guys are holding on so tight. Some of you need an enema. And I had an enema there in the truck, a fleet cinema, you know. People are like, why do you have that? You can flush your asses out. <laughs> You're too uptight, people. Relax, chill go parse the verbs of a country song you know i mean go out there and diagram and find out the exact meaning And oh dude it's so weird to me that everything you would think like a movie like sound of freedom comes out and you would think that everybody in america would be like hell yeah hell yeah there there are trafficking rings in the world and we need to shut them down we need to get rid of them instead of saying no this is a qanon conspiracy lord or need what the hell are y'all talking about you know this this oliver anthony sings this song and it goes viral and everybody's like excited for him and You would think that everybody in America could say, you know what? That's really cool, man. That's that's the American story right there, that anything can happen at any given time. And boom, your whole world changes. You would think people would be excited about that. No, we got to politicize everything. We got to we got to pull him down and call him some kind of an ideologue or something. It's like this dude don't know nothing from nothing about nothing. He just singing a song and boom, everybody started liking it. And oh, well, the wrong people liked it. That's the problem. And and you know you you would look at this uh, the Maui tragedy the fires, and you would say, man, um, we really ought to pull together on this thing instead of saying oh pointing the finger and blaming and all that kind of stuff. Well, you know we really sh- we really should come together and say, listen, federal government, maybe they're not going to help these folks out the way that they should. You know, you hear Karine Jean Pierre talk about, well, oh, we're sending cots and blankets. I mean, Mercury One right here, our very own Mercury One is doing a lot. we got boots on the ground right now that are are doing things. Maybe get behind these independent charities like Mercury One who have the opportunity to go out there and truly make a difference because they're interacting directly with the people without a bunch of third-party middlemen, bureaucrats in the middle that are stifling the flow and the stuff that is intended to go to help these people in the middle of a tragic situation is not being funneled off somewhere. Uh, So... Uh, you know, you you look at uh, this Trump indictment, you would think that everybody in America would mourn like like if Trump is is some kind of horrible, Luciferian, satanic, evil villain. Then, you know, and he's done all of these things. Here's what I know about Trump. let me just give you a little nutshell. Uh, here's a guy who was praised and lauded lauded by everybody in the entertainment industry they loved him and then he decided to run for president spent billions of his own money and never even took a salary right never even took a salary and they're trying to paint him as public enemy number one because he wants to investigate if it was a truly fair election in 2020 um Vilified, hated, set up as a monster, called everything under the sun—you know, being accused of, of being a racist and all of this nonsense—it's it, made up, it's fabricated, it's a garbage narrative. All of this stuff, and and so I have a hard time believing that the guy is public enemy number one and truly hates America and wants to bring America down. Um, does he say everything right, the, you know, the right way all the time? No, he doesn't. Absolutely not. But if he's truly a villain, if he's truly a villain, then you know what? We ought to celebrate the fact that the American justice system is doing its job and getting rid of these these uh, wild eyed politicians that really want to screw you and me, these people like Donald Trump. But. If you look at the facts, you look at the people who have been in Washington, D.C., who have been there for decades, generation after generation, the Mitch McConnell's, the Lindsey Graham's, the Diane Feinstein's, the Gerald Nadler's, the Joe Biden's, the Nancy Pelosi's. I mean, these people who have, have been somehow relevant since Kennedy was still alive. And, and they've, you know, they come out, they make one hundred seventy five thousand dollars a year and they, and they got tens upon tens of millions of dollars in their bank accounts. And I'm supposed to be looking at Donald Trump as being public enemy number one. We ought to be mourning this situation if this is truly what America has come to in these indictments against Trump. We ought to come together and be like, this is sad. This is a sad day for America. If this is a political witch hunt, we should be concerned with that. We should be angry about that. We should be pissed off. We should be speaking out against it. Um, But if this is truly the Department of Justice doing its job and doing it in a right way, then we should celebrate that. But you and I, and I don't care what side of the aisle you're on, you and I both know the Department of Justice isn't fair. It's a two tier justice system, to say the least. And, you know, they're not they're not giving an honest shake to anybody in America right now. They're not. When you look and you see that criminals can get away I mean, with a slap on the wrist, when you look at the things like Jeffrey Epstein or Jelaine Maxwell's list that's still not being revealed and they keep that hidden, there's a problem. Whenever they resealed, you talk about JFK, they resealed JFK's assassination stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. After Donald Trump said multiple times, we're going to release it all, the CIA, the CIA went, the hell you will. Yeah. And people are still like, no, no, the official story is fine. Nothing bad I happened. stick with that like yeah okay they've keep <laughs> they've kept documents hidden for yep. 70 years because nothing bad happened
0: yep so let's reseal it for another 60
1: yeah oh yeah no you can't look at this yet yeah Uh uh-huh. so
0: so that right there ought to tell you there, there's something going on the, the, the American government eh, there's a lot of things they don't want you to know and uh I don't trust them
1: yeah I'm so mad that we're at the point where like UFO disclosure is close, and I can't even get excited about it because I know they're just trying to bury something else. Something else. You'll I've been never waiting know the UFO full truth. UFO disclosure for decades, literally yeah. my entire life. And now I'm just like, well, this is obviously fake. Yep. Yeah. On the Trump thing, what, what happens if they jail him, like actually put him in prison? Because like Steve Dace has talked about, Donald Trump might not be allowed to be on the ballot. Yeah. I don't know how that works exactly.
0: Well, you could, you could still vote for him. Like, would he just be a write-in candidate at that point? <clears throat> he could still be on the ballot. And there's some things they could do, but, I mean, he could still be on the ballot. Um, you could definitely do a write-in, but they, they're going to have conservatives. They're going to have conservatives. They're going to have Republicans so screwed up at the ballot box, they're not going to know what to do. And you're good, we're going to wind up handing this back to, you know, another Biden administration or an, whoever they run as a Democrat. I I think they really are at this stage hoping Joe Biden just stays alive. Yeah. He doesn't have a complete and total stroke.
1: Yeah. You think they just try and they try and get him reelected and then knock him off like the first well, month he's in.
0: A, he's a puppet that works, you know. Yeah. He's a puppet that works. And and they, I think they're really hoping because, again, he's not in control of anything. He's not doing anything. I mean, he is 100% completely a figurehead, and that's being, that's being kind to even call him that. Um, but, you know, if you do get into a bunch of write in votes or whatever, they know that they've got the American people so confused and so discombobulated and, and just, uh, you know, just splintered off in all these different ways that, that it's going to be a. <laughs> For lack of better terms, it's going to be a shit show in November of 2024 at the ballot box. Absolute shit show. Uh, Hey, guys, we've been working with Relief Factor for a long time. And years ago, uh, the folks over at Relief Factor, they came up with this unknown anti-inflammatory and they brought it to the marketplace. They tested it out in Seattle, which was their hometown. They found that it had this this amazing ability to reduce pain. And uh, it was useful for many different types of chronic ailments. I use relief factor because it's an all natural alternative to pain medications. It'll keep you pain free and uh, it works on the inflammation uh, in your body. Now, inflammation is not only the chief cause of pain, but it's also a factor in many other diseases. And I know that relief factor is always working to keep my inflammation markers in check because it works. It works. Now, there's hundreds of thousands of people who order Relief Factor every month, about 70% going to reorder it because they know it works, and it works for them so consistently that they keep getting it. Now, I'm going to get you a trial pack. You can get it for $19.95, and you can see if it works uh, to help you reduce the pain. So I want you to go to relieffactor.com, or you can call them at 800-4-RELIEF. the number four, Relief. That's relieffactor.com. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. We'll be right back. But, you know, Brandon, what's what's going to be bad is here's what's going to happen, because you got a lot of people that all they did was, you know, all they did was serve honorably. There's some good men and women out there that are now being indicted because they had a job in the Trump administration. And um, again, they're guilty by association and it's going to they're going to keep pushing these people. You know they're pushing these indictments because the people who are doing it, just like we played the the, the you know the Fulton County DA earlier in the week, is just giddy with excitement. These people are climbing a political ladder. They know the quickest way for them to do that is to push this indictment against Trump. And what's going to happen is good men and women out there across America who should be running for office, who should be engaged in the political game, who should be you know uh, changing things for the better, they're just not going to be a part of it. Because why, why be a part of it? Why go out there? Being in politics is hard enough. Running for office is hard enough. You're living under a micro, micro, magnifying glass, you know, under a microscope, and <clears throat> you, know, you get your life just picked apart. Well, now, if you could be accused of some kind of criminal injustice and be indicted and even go to jail, why any hell would you put yourself or your family through that? So a lot of people are just going to say, we're done with this thing. Turn it over to the to the scumbags that are already there. And let's let these power hungry bureaucrats that are trying to climb the political ladder. Let's just let them have it. And you know what we're going to have? You know, what we're going to have the entirety of America. is going to look like downtown San Francisco. It's going to look like Baltimore. It's going to look like Atlanta. It's going to look like Detroit. It's going to look like Chicago. It's going to look like New York City. It's going to look like uh, L.A. It's going to look like Seattle. It's going to look like Portland. It's going to look like a shit hole. And they're okay with that. Because they got their position. And with their position, they got their power. And that power corrupts. And those corrupt people are going to let the country go completely down the drain. And good men and women sat back and did nothing because they could do nothing you put yourself out there you know you get you get your head cut off politically you get your head cut off <coughs> and i'm pretty sure if these folks had their way they would physically cut your head off as well
1: i mean that feels like the next logical step
0: yeah i mean we're about to have a french revolution here i yeah, mean i mean it's,
1: donald it's, trump is by for all intents and purposes being assassinated
0: yeah it's it is an it's an assassination i mean they started with a character assassination years ago, and it's just these people have no problem I mean, with they any just of saw, that I think
1: stuff. It's, I think it's now 91 counts total he's been indicted with. Like, that's, yeah. that's dying jail time.
0: Yeah. So, you know, here we are. And, and again, you ask any average person out on the street who wants these indictments to be in place, <coughs> who says Donald Trump should be in jail. You ask the average person, stick a microphone in their face, any town in America, and say, is this what you want? They'll say yes and say, why? Tell me what he did. That most of them can't answer you. They have no idea why these indictments are even being issued out. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Hey, clip number 14. Pull that thing up. I want to watch that. (laughs) Millions of
1: dollars wasted. Wasted on folks who have no connection to our city. And we know who's really to blame, the author of all of our woes. And he sits in the White House, and his name is Joe Biden. We're sending a message to him and, and him today that his time in that office is numbered. This would never happen
0: if Donald Trump was president of the United States. Yeah, basically, they're talking about what's happening at the border. They're talking about what's happened with this mass migration, this illegal entry, uh, this invasion. Let's call it what it is. Uh, see, that's the thing. You you would think that that everyone in America would look at the, uh, the border situation and the millions of people coming across, the human trafficking, the murder, the rape, the horrible humanitarian crisis which has happened at the southern border, and you would think. That, hey, we would unify together, look at something like the cartels and be like, this has got to stop. It's got to end. But again, we can't come together on anything because, again, common sense has been tossed out. And we are so, you know, oh, you want to you just want to harm all of these poor refugees that are coming to our southern border for an opportunity for freedom. Oh, and, no, 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 no. And we're actually trying to save lives. You are propagating a system that is causing these lives to be lost. It's unsustainable. And you say, oh, you're so mean. Well, I'm willing to sound mean. But you're actually killing people. You're seeing lives destroyed and used. I mean, you can rent kids in order to come to the border and then they re-rent them to other people. And God knows what's happening to these kids on this journey. Um. So again, uh mean old Republicans, I tell you, mean old Greg Abbott, he put them he put those uh, border buoys in the river, They potentially might drown somebody. Yeah, okay? yeah. Don't cross the river.,
1: that's <laughs> about to say. There's an easy way to avoid them. Yeah, don't cross
0: the river. All right. Uh, we got a, I don't smoke, I don't smoke cigarettes, but they reached out to me recently with a new sponsor and they said, would you be interested in pushing this? I was like, yeah, cause it may help some people. And, uh, there's a lot of you out there maybe you want to quit smoking, uh, and, uh, you don't want to stop just cold Turkey and, you know, it's, it's a hard way to break a habit. So, uh, you don't want to go to the hypnotist. You don't want to get a voodoo doll or anything like that. But, uh, I want to, I want to introduce you to my new sponsor, uh they're called fume f u m fume uh and they look at this whole idea of stopping smoking in a different way uh not everything in a bad habit is wrong, so instead of a drastic uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad stuff from the habit So fume is actually an innovative award nominated device that uh, does just that instead of electronics, fume is completely natural instead of vapor, fume uses flavored air, yeah. And instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses all-natural, delicious flavors. So uh, instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy, and it makes replacing your bad habit a little bit easier. So Fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial, and it's designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, you know, give your fingers a lot to do. And believe it or not, people like to have something going on with their fingers. That's another reason why people smoke. And, this, you know, it's a de-stressor, right? And uh, it helps with your anxiety. And this will actually give you a way to break your habit as well. So uh, I'm in curious. I I checked this thing out, and I was like, I can see why this would help a whole lot of people. And uh, it's, you know, people... Are stopping these bad habits by using fume. So uh, maybe you've been putting it off. Maybe it's been too hard for you. Well, switch over to fume. You might find it easy, enjoyable, and even fun. Fume has served over 100,000 customers. They got thousands of success stories. There's no reason you can't be one of them. Join fume in accelerating humanity's breakup from destructive habits by picking, picking up the journey pack today. Head over to TryFume, that's T-R-Y-F-U-M, TryFume.com. Use promo code C-H-A-D. I spell it Chad. Save 10% off when you get the journey pack today. That's TryFume.com. Use promo code Chad and save that additional 10% off your order today. TryFume.com. Use code Chad and we'll be right back. Yeah, boy. Man, social media it knows how to target me with ads, dude. Oh, it's uh, gotten so good. Bro, it really has. Really has. I hope my ads are working in Southern California to get people out to uh, the comedy store this weekend. <laughs> you know, I had this I had this real pious view for years and years. I was like I'll never spend a dime with social media and now I spend a lot of dimes <laughs> with social media to uh, to push the live shows and other things that are going on. And, uh, man, I appreciate people who come out, come to those shows. They, I will always try to do live shows because it removes any filter between me and the audience. Nobody can censor it. You can't stop it. Uh, it's just my words coming out of my brain and mouth into your ears and into your brain. It's a transference of ideas. And it's fun. And that's why I like to do it. So I appreciate you guys coming out. If you want to find me out on the road, go to chadpratherlive.com. You guys doing anything fun this weekend? Are y'all even plan that stuff out?
1: You know, I might actually go catch uh, Alex's show on Friday. Where's he going to be? He's, I think he's at uh, Hyenas.
0: Hyenas over in Dallas. That's yeah. right. My buddy Jesse Payton, I think uh, he, he opened for he's open for him a few times. You know, Jesse will be with me in uh, California. So, um, yeah, y'all, y'all get out and see Alex Stein. That's He's an interesting different. show.
1: He's different when he does his stand up. His stand up is different than him just being a maniac.
0: Oh, yeah. It's definitely different. Yeah. Definitely different. George, what are you going to do? Rejoin the cartels? What yeah, are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Busy week <laughs> <laughs> I'm a week. I'm a week, weekend cartelier. You know, I'm not an aficionado, but I do. Uh, it's, it's a side gig. Yeah, a little side gig. Cartel. Make a little side cash, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, I hope you guys have a great weekend. Join us on Overtime. Subscribe to Blaze at blazetv.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad. And uh, go in there, hit the thumbnail for the Chad Prather Show, and then find the Overtime. And don't forget, Go. I would love to start a viral trend that uh, that's uh, go to chatonblaze.com dot and get your. I went to the White House. I got all I got is this crummy shirt and a bag of Coke. That's a viral shirt. Have a great weekend. We love you. God bless you. We will see you next week. Bye.